Welcome back to the In The Blues Tone podcast. My name's Shane. I'm still a little bit under the weather, so if I sound a little nasally, I apologize. I've been unable to really do any live streaming or anything on YouTube or even film new videos right now because being sick and then having to have people listen to that isn't good. I'm on the tail end of it now, but I can still tell I'm a little blocked up in the nose, but we'll try and get through this. There's a few things I want to share with you today. And also just to thank everyone who's subscribed to this particular podcast as well. Thank you so much for the support. If you're unfamiliar with my YouTube channel, head over at, and subscribe there too at youtube.com slash in the blues. I post the majority of my content there as well as mostly video podcasts as well. So if you just listen to this podcast and you're heavily into gear, I wanted to share with you something I've had for a long time that I've only really just started contributing to a lot more recently. And that's guitarpedaldemos.com. That domain I've had for probably 10 years, and I finally made an effort to make the content better. Now, in the last quick podcast I put up, I commented saying I lost my Amazon affiliate account. That's definitely gone, and I've been looking at other ways I can kind of sort of recoup some of those losses. It's a long process, but I really believe I know enough about Music Gear to make a really strong and successful website. So if you do check out Guitar Pedal Demos, Dot com and there's something on there that you like, click like or share and share it around. I'd really appreciate anything like that just to get the site moving forward. Now, these articles aren't quick to write. They take uh, you know a good hour, sometimes two hours to get all the information together and just to collate it in a way that actually works really well and reads well. I really enjoy doing this kind of stuff as well. I've got a number of different websites. I've also got another one at geekynerdytechie.com, which covers more tech and camera gear. But that's a whole different site for a whole different audience on the most part. So if you're into guitar stuff, check out guitarpedaldemos.com. I have some really deep dive articles in there. And I'm trying to answer a lot of the most frequently asked questions I get in long form content. So essentially, what's the best pedal for this particular amplifier? What's better out of these two amplifiers? You know, what are my top five favorite guitars? All that kind of stuff. So I'm going to go through all the frequently asked questions and I'm going to collate them on this one website, guitarpedaldemos.com, which will be a huge resource on the internet. That's the plan. So by the end of the year, I hope to be kicking some goals with that website. Um, just from a personal, you know, objective, I think it's a really good thing to sort of strive towards. You know, doing YouTube videos nonstop all of the time, it, it, it can get tiring. Like I love doing the videos, but... You know, I, that's why I kind of, I've pulled back on the pedal demos thing because I just don't do as many because I don't really want to do as many of them anymore either. You know, once you've done a few hundred of anything in your life, you start to go, well, maybe it's time I try something else. So my something else is basically writing articles on that particular website. So that's going to be my focus, uh, in, at least in terms of other content as well as the, obviously the podcast and my YouTube stuff, but I'm going to be making a really concerted effort to post articles up there every couple of days so keep checking back uh if you can subscribe to the uh, feed on that website go ahead and do that as well but overall i plan on making that website one of the best resources on the internet by the end of this year and hopefully a few of those articles will rank really well on google that's the plan so we'll see how it goes and hopefully that will help recover all the money that i will never get from uh, amazon.com and it's free to uh check out too there's no subscription to it or anything like that so you know check it out see what you think i've spent probably 30 to 40 hours in the last two weeks learning all about how to develop a wordpress website from scratch or how to recover one that's not doing very well to actually rank really well so 
one of these challenges I like to give myself is learn as much about something as I can and then see if I can actually make it work or not. And then I want to try and replicate that. You know, losing trust in an affiliate program like Amazon isn't a great way to go. So I want to see if I can develop something else where I don't have to rely on, I guess, people purchasing things to make an income and then get stooged out of it right at the very end. So yeah, I do have a couple of other options, especially for my tech channel as well. But uh, we'll save that for another time. It's not really relevant to this particular podcast. One of the cool things I've got coming up with my band is we're actually going to try and record a little bit of a live album or some sort of recording coming up at the next gig. So this particular band will feature Dr. Rick on electric guitar. We've got Jeff on bass, who's been my main bass player now for a number of years. We've got Mark on drums, who was the same guy if you saw the live clips I posted on my YouTube channel, who's a drummer in there. So there'll be four of us, and we're going to try our best to do some original recordings. We're going to try some blues live as well, and also hopefully come up with some of the originals. And if all being well, and if we can fit some cameras in the room, I'll also set up a camera somewhere. I run the risk of always, you know, taking an expensive camera to a pub and leaving it somewhere isn't always the best thing in the world either. But hopefully, if all goes well, I'll have a live recording you know, as long as I'm over my cold and I'm um, singing okay, you'll be able to hear that coming up pretty soon. I'll share that, uh, I guess, through the YouTube channel somehow. I'll do a video or something. I'll mention it on a podcast as well. So I have to come clean about something and fess up. (laughs) Nothing serious, of course. Well, maybe to some, but I've actually sold my PV Bandit Red Stripe amplifier. I can't believe it. You know, this is an amplifier. This is my third one of those amps, by the way, but I had a feeling it was on its way out and there was a couple of reasons why I sold it. The first one is I'm not using it much and for me it's taken up a lot of floor space doing nothing. I mean it looks cool in the videos just sitting there but if it's not getting used and I'm not taking it out live it has to go. I'm going to tell you the reasons why it's not getting used right now. One of the main reasons is since I got that artist tweet tone amplifier I've never really looked back at the Bandit. I I love it. I think the Artist Tweak Tones are just a really awesome amplifier and it's just loud enough to do the gigs that I want to do where I could probably take the Bandit and be just that little bit louder, but if I want to be louder, I can take my Marshall. So, you know, the Bandit sort of positioned itself in, in an almost obsolete way. If I was still running a jam night, meaning where other people were having to play through my amp, I definitely would have kept the PV band at 1.2 or 1.1.2 or 112, whatever. But it was at a place where like it had just been sitting there for months and months and I, I just hadn't been using it. You know, I took the Texas heat out and I put it back into the Marshall and I loved it. So the live clip that I posted most recently on my YouTube channel was the Marshall amplifier with the Texas heat speaker. And to my ear, that's some of the best tone I've had in a long time. So it pretty much rendered the poor PV Bandit obsolete. Look, if I ever get into a position where I find myself running a jam night again, which I, I'm planning on never doing that again in my life, uh, at least not long term. I'll fill in if I have to, but I, I never want to do that again long term. Then I'll definitely get another one. But for right now, it's gone to a good home. The guy that bought it, he walked in and went, oh, you're that guy from the videos. I was like, yeah, yeah, that's me. And I apologize because I was like not really... I had a hoodie on and I felt like crap, but uh, yeah, you know, it's gone to a good home. The guy will get a lot of use out of it. And um, yeah, you know, for me, it's all about what I'm using. And sometimes you just got to make the call. Do I keep it, not use it, or do I flip it and just 
you know, free up some floor space. And that's what I've done a lot of recently. I have more guitars I plan on selling pretty soon. And this is the reason, main reason why is I know I've got more guitars coming in. So a little bit about what's coming in in terms of guitars. There's three more Harley Benton guitars coming. And some people might roll their eyes at that and some people might be excited. If you haven't actually seen one in person like I hadn't up until last year, I thought they're a huge scam. I thought there's no way these guitars are going to be any good. But they, they're they really, really good. At least for what you're paying. Plus, you know, I can take them out and play them live like just any other guitar and not have to think about it. So I've got some of those coming in. I've also got another artist guitar coming in. This will be their take on the Les Paul. I also spoke to Ian from Artist Guitars as well. Uh, I know a lot of people are saying, hey, are the Artist Guitars the same as the Harley Benton's? Uh, There's a bit of a long answer to that, but it's pretty much a no. I think some of them are similar, but that doesn't mean that they're identical. There are some differences, and I plan on having Ian on the podcast coming up pretty soon. We're going to have a chat about how, you know, how not only how he picks the guitars, but maybe the differences between those and Harley Benton's and the factories and all that kind of stuff. Because you know what? I don't know anything about that. And I think a lot of people would like to know a little or have some insight into how these companies get the guitars made and how they get them made so cheap and how many factories are there and who does what and what's the quality control like. Because I got to tell you, man, the quality control on these inexpensive guitars are fantastic. They really are. And I don't keep stuff I don't like or if I, or if I don't use it like the PV Bandit. I just have to move things on. I'm not a big fan of just hoarding stuff. But you know what? I've kept the Harley Benton Tally. I think um, that particular Telecaster is just, you know, it's awesome. And right beside me is the guitar that Rick demoed as well with the P90s. I was almost thinking about maybe flipping the nut on that and giving it a shot. Lefty, like upside down lefty. It's a really nice guitar. Like I said, there are a few more coming in. Uh, one's, I think, a PRS Custom 24 kind of copy. Uh, the other one's like a Cabernet Tally, and I, I can't remember what the other one is as well. But um, yeah, there's a few coming in, so that should be pretty cool. I plan on sort of doing more stuff of that price range, not just because it's really popular on the channel, but because it's good. <laughs> you know, it's great to see inexpensive stuff that's great and that's easily accessible around most parts of the world as well so that's pretty sweet i've got a pretty interesting review coming up of a product called the jam box which is the world's first clip-on guitar amplifier that requires bluetooth cables phones and all of this kind of stuff i highly suggest checking out my video of it if you're thinking about buying one of these things if you already have one and it works fine then that's all good uh, my review will be an unboxing to getting it set up video and the entirety of that video took over 40 minutes to put together. I've shortened it obviously to about 10 minutes, but yeah, this is something that I highly suggest checking out it once you see that video thumbnail come up because uh, for the type of money they're asking for this thing, it's pretty disappointing. Now, to be fair, I actually reached out to the company and said, hey, like, what's the deal with this thing? Um, I don't want to sort of give the video away too much, but I, I had a hard time making this thing work um i'm starting to really feel like this is going to be a topic for a video podcast coming up that i'm going to put together that a lot of this sort of um anything that really requires i guess bluetooth or a phone to uh, make the functionality of the thing work is asking for problems and you just don't need to invest in it now there's certain amplifiers that you can buy like the new x bt light for example that you can plug into it and make it work straight away. You don't need your phone, right? But you can 
use your phone and it comes with an app that works extremely well with your phone too but the problem i see with this uh with this jambox thing is the fact that it doesn't have even have its own app right so one of the huge problems with it is you're relying on third-party apps and then compatibility issues and all that i yeah long story short i couldn't get it to work i tried the day after as well i still couldn't get it to work i then tried a different app and i got it to work and it sounded like crap so I've uploaded my video. That's my review. I haven't heard back from the guys that sent it out. Uh, I did ask them and say, hey, like, what, what the hell's going on with this thing? Uh, is it, are you serious with it? Like, their website makes you believe that it's the best thing ever. Um, don't believe the hype. That video will be up pretty soon. One thing that a lot of the subscribers on YouTube uh, are giving me feedback on is the fact that they love seeing the live clips and how stuff can sound in a live mix because realistically, that's where it matters the most unless your home studio guy or whatever as well, that's important too. But I really feel like testing some of this stuff out in the real world is where it is at, no doubt about it. And it's funny, you know, I never really thought to do much of that. And I've been gigging for years, you know. I first started back in, oh, what was it, 2000 or something like that. So a long time, you know, I've played guitar with other bands and I've been doing my own thing for a while as well. And it's, yeah, it just it's funny how... I totally didn't think about doing that. I've got a lot of video footage from back in the day too. So I thought what might be a really interesting video is has my tone actually changed? You know, I bought maybe 30 amplifiers in the last 20 years. It's crazy, but that's just the way that it is. And I'm not including any of the ones I've been given for YouTube videos. These are ones I've actually purchased and sold and purchased and sold. So like I mentioned earlier, I've had three PV Bandits. <laughs> I've had a couple of Vox Amps. I've had... You know, lots of Fender amps over the years, two Blues Deluxes. It, the list is crazy, right? I, I hate kind of going through it because it makes me feel like an idiot. But when I listen to my old clips, I'm like, hey, that's my tone. So I'm like, oh, did was any of this really necessary? You know, the first amp that I bought that was awesome was the Yorkville Trainer YCV40. And that was a really great amplifier. And, you know, listening to the tone of that just on its own or with a Tube Screamer, it's pretty much the same sound I've got now, give or take. It might not be quite as loud of a sound as I've got with my Marshall or even with my Fender amp in terms of its fullness, but the tone is essentially the same, right? I don't think anyone listening was complaining about the actual tone of the guitar and me listening back to it, I was like, hey, that tone's great. You know, I've had Fender Twins that I used to use with other pedals and all this kind of stuff as well. And yeah, it's just, it's interesting to sort of, Go back and listen through the archives and go, oh, my, my tone's the same, but it's 20 years later. <laughs> I've bought so much stuff I didn't need. Yeah, it's a, it's a strange place to sort of be, or strange headspace to be in, I guess, uh, after all these years. But, you know, the love for gear isn't what it was. I got to tell you, I, I really feel like I could almost, and without boasting, like I could almost use any of my, my amps or guitars and get pretty much the same sound. I think most people should strive for that. You know, know the sound you like in your head. Dial it in with a 335, dial it in with a Strat, all that kind of stuff. Get the sound that you really like with any particular instrument and make it work with any amp you got as well. See if you can, that's a really good challenge. I think what I did in the early days was compare, you know, my tone with a 335 because that was my main guitar for a while, Epiphone 335, with uh, Eric Clapton's Life from Hyde Park 335 tone. That's how I first started kind of working out how do I get that sound with my amp? And I used to sit there for ages trying to find out how to get it to sustain like that and then how to get it to sound like that in the top end. So I spent hours and hours just comparing it through hi-fi speakers with 
you know, my amplifier sitting in the room, trying to get the best sound possible for, you know, the gear that I had, not thinking that, oh, maybe I should buy something else. That wasn't really an option or in my mind. I was like, well, this is what I've got. How do I make it work? I think that really taught me a lot about how to get great tone. Um, and if you're sort of struggling to get a, a sound, I would use that kind of reference to get you going. And then I would also look at how, you know, how players or what their finesse is like or what their, you know, their, their vibrato or bending is like, how much attack are they using on the pick? You know, things like that can also change your tone drastically as well. That's probably more important almost than the gear. But, you know, that's a great start. If you've already got a decent technique, you know, load up something that you like the sound of and try to replicate that any by any means possible. I think... This approach also made me able to sort of replicate other amplifiers really well with the Mustang amplifier of, of old, not so much the new one, but the, the version 2 amps were, were great. Also, guys, if you do like, if you still own a, a Fender Mustang version 2, 3 or 4, whatever, head over to Guitar Pedal Demos. I've put a link on the top of that website. It will take you to all the patches I ever made. I think we're up at around 200,000 downloads or, or even more than that now. It could be way more than that. I, I haven't checked for a while, but some of them have had 11,000, 12,000 downloads and there's like 40 or 50 patches. So you can download all of those. I used to have them on the website in their own posts, but it got too confusing. I think the, the website was just, uh, it was a mess. So I've just linked it now. You can go straight to the Fender Fuse website, download them from there. I don't have them in any other capacity. I still get asked whether or not I have all the files. I, I don't have all the files there. On the online archive, that's that's it. So you can download them off that, no problems at all. But yeah, I think that's how I sort of had the ear to be able to do that. I was thinking about that recently and it was all about just listening back and trying to replicate it with what I had, just trying every option and, and giving it a go. So if you're wondering how to get better tone, my suggestion is find something you like, find a player who's using a similar guitar. Don't even worry about what amp they're using. Just try to make it work with what you've got. And that'll about do it. That wraps up the In The Blues Tone Podcast, the sick edition. Apologies again for my voice. It is a lot better today than it has been all week. So uh, it is on the on the way back to being better. But I'll post some more videos coming up on YouTube pretty soon as well. Um, like I said, please check out the website. See what you think of it. GuitarPedalDemos.com. Putting a lot of work into that uh, for the rest of this year. We'll see if it's a, a huge waste of my time or not. But I found a couple of really awesome uh, guys that do this for a living and I, I've been able to sort of just like binge watch all of their content and I, I think I've got a fairly good understanding of how to grow that website uh, while providing like excellent content because that's what it comes down to so I'm trying my best with that if you'd like to recommend something for either a topic for a video or for some sort of post on that website head over to intheblues.podcast.com, which is where these particular audio files are, are hosted and you can comment there, comment on this particular podcast, and let me know what you'd like to see on that other website. Happy to do it that way, or just even comment on any video you see coming up. I try my best to check out all the comments on my channel. It's pretty hard these days, but anytime a new video goes live, I'm well aware of what's getting posted, so feel free to comment there if it's easier that way. Uh, you don't need to be signed up on InTheBluesPodcast.com. Either you can literally just... If you've got a Facebook account or whatever, you can post down in the comment section there on, under each video. So I hope to hear from you soon. Thanks again for listening, folks. My name's Shane. Don't forget, if you enjoy the podcast, please share it with your friends, and I will catch you on the next one. Catch you soon. See ya.